1: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be "Challenger of the Yukon. Original air date is February 13th, 1950, and the title is The Haunted Mine. Let's get into it, and I hope you enjoy.
2: Now, as gunshots echo across, the wind swept snow-covered reaches of the wild northwest, Quaker-puffed wheat and Quaker-puffed rice, the breakfast cereal shot from guns, yeah. Yeah. Present the challenge of the Yukon. It's Yukon King, swiftest and strongest lead dog of the Northwest, blazing the trail for Sergeant Preston of the Northwest Mounted Police in his relentless pursuit of lawbreakers. On King! On Huskies! Gold, gold discovered in the Yukon. A stampede to the Klondike in the wild race for riches. Back to the days of the gold rush with Quaker Puff Wheat and Quaker Puff Rice, bringing you the adventures of Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog, Yukon King, as they meet
3: the challenge of the Yukon.
2: Hurry, it's the hottest thing in town. Yes, now get cut-out models to build Sergeant Preston's famous Yukon Trail in your home. The hottest offer ever made by Quaker Pop Wheat and Quaker Pop Rice. The swell tasting cereal shot from gun. Actually 59 Yukon Trail models at no extra cost. Listen for details in a few minutes. Zona Howard had inherited a half-interest in a mine near Selkirk. The mine, which was known as the Dead Dutchman, was surrounded by an aura of mystery and evil legend. At first, Zona had laughed at the mine's weird reputation. But later, when troubles began piling up, it wasn't so easy to keep on scoffing. One morning, she was seated in the company tent near the mouth of the mine shaft. John Slocum, the hard-bitten mine foreman, was saying,
3: I tell you, Miss Howard never put much stock in ghosts and curses or that sort of thing. But now well, I ain't so sure. Oh,
0: for heaven's sake, Slocum, don't you start talking that way, too. Well, go
3: ahead and laugh if you like. But how else are you going to explain all these things that have been happening lately?
0: Exactly what do you mean by all these things?
3: Well, first that partner of yours, young Frank Grexel, He disappears as clean as though the earth opened up and swallowed him. And a whole shipment of gold dust disappears with him.
0: I'll admit I don't know what happened to Frank. I only wish I did. Ah. But I'm sure of this much. Either he met with foul play, or, or else he'll turn up very soon. There was nothing supernatural yeah,
3: involved. Well, maybe so. Anyway, after he disappeared, there were those two hold-ups. Then last week, we had that mine caving.
0: Those two hold-ups weren't pulled by any ghost. They were pulled by some gunman who was very much alive. And if you ask me, that cave-in was caused by sabotage. Probably by that mine hand we fired for drinking.
2: Zona had just finished speaking when an excited mine hand poked his head into the tent.
4: What's wrong, Jake? It's the ghost. I just heard him again. The ghost? Yeah, that's right. The dead Dutchman. I just
0: heard him tapping again down in number four gallery. Come on, Slocum. I intend to get to the bottom of
3: this. All right.
2: (laughs) A few moments later, Zona and Slocum, together with a mine hand called Jake, arrived in number four gallery.
0: I don't hear any tapping. So help me. I heard it with my own two ears. There it is. Now, do you believe me? Yes. I do believe you. Slocum, where can it possibly be coming from?
3: Don't ask me.
0: Oh, there must be some kind of a hollow space back there.
3: You can take my word for it, Miss Howard. That wall's as solid as a rock of Gibraltar. The dead Dutchman, that's who
4: it is. When he starts tapping, it means trouble.
2: When Zona Howard returned to the company tent, she found a man named Martin Lee waiting for her. Lee was a smooth-talking gambler and mining promoter from Selkirk. Uh,
5: Hello there, Miss
4: Howard.
0: Oh, it's you. I wondered whose team that was outside.
5: I just came out from town to see how you were getting along.
0: Very thoughtful of you. Won't you sit down?
5: Thank you. Uh, Miss Howard, I don't want to seem nosy... It's no secret that the dead Dutchman mines in a bad way. Really? I know you've spent a lot of money in developing the mine. Then with all these bad breaks you've had lately, I... Well, I understand you've gone rather deeply in debt. And may even lose the mine.
0: May I ask what all this is leading up to?
5: Well, I was merely going to suggest that I'd be glad to help out with a loan. You could pay me back at your own convenience.
0: Oh, thank you. But I believe I could manage all right without your help. <laughs>
5: You know, Miss Howard, I wish I knew why he disliked me so much.
0: Believe me, Mr. Lee, I have no feeling toward you of any kind, either of like or dislike.
5: Well, perhaps we should get better acquainted.
0: I'm afraid that's out of the question.
5: In other words, you're still in love with young Drexel.
0: Frank Drexel and I are engaged to be married.
5: You can't very well marry a man who's disappeared, can you, Miss Howard? Or should I say, a man who's absconded?
0: If you're implying that Frank made off with of that gold shipment he was carrying, the idea's ridiculous. What that gold does belong to him as much as it did to me. So why should he steal his own property?
5: I wouldn't know about that, Miss Howard. But I do know this. It's downright foolish for a beautiful girl like you to spend her time pining for someone There's who's... There's really nutty... no
0: need to continue this conversation any longer, Mr. Lee.
5: Very well, if that's how you feel. But personally, I think you're making a big mistake. Uh, may I drive you into town on my sled?
0: No, Thanks. Slocum is taking me into town this afternoon, on my own sled.
5: Then I'll be saying goodbye. In the meantime, I offer help still stands. It was later that same day.
2: Sergeant Preston had come to Selkirk on the trail of an escaped outlaw named Bat Nelson and was making inquiries at all the cafes and stores around town. One of the places he visited was the Gold Nugget Cafe,
6: The bartender greeted him.
3: Howdy, oh, Sergeant Preston. What
6: can I do for you? I'm looking for an escaped outlaw named Bat Nelson. Bat Nelson? See, <laughs> I've heard plenty about him. Now, here's a handbill with a picture of Nelson. Take a look at it. Sure. Ah, by Thunder,
4: he's a tough-looking cuss, ain't he?
6: Just about the worst criminal in the territory. You seen him?
4: Not that I recollect offhand. van. Why, you think he's here in Selkirk?
6: I'm sure of it, Frank. I've been trailing him ever since he broke jail on Whitehorse. Is that a fact? Well, like I say, I ain't seen him so far, but I'll sure keep my eyes peeled. Do that. In the meantime, we're going to post a couple of these handbills around the cafe. Sure, go right ahead. A man
2: standing at the end of the bar had been listening to the conversation, apparently with only casual interest. The man was Martin Lee. As Sergeant Preston turned away, he summoned the bartender.
5: Hey, barkeep, how much to owe you? Well, let me see. That'll be a buck fifty. Here, keep the change. Thanks. You going so soon, Mr. Lee? Yeah. I've got business to attend to.
2: When Sergeant Preston left the Gold Nugget Cafe, he returned to the local office of the Mounted Police. There, he found Constable Joe Clark speaking to an attractive young woman. Constable Clark introduced the sergeant.
4: Miss Howard, this is Sergeant Preston. Glad to meet you, Sergeant. How are you do, Miss Howard? Miss Howard's part owner
2: of a mine near town, Sergeant. She's bringing in a large shipment of gold tomorrow, so she came to ask for police protection. I told her that I'd go along and guard the shipment, unless you have some other orders for me,
6: Sergeant. Why, no, it's all right with me, Joe. What's the name of your mine, Miss Howard?
0: The Dead Dutchman. No doubt you've heard of it.
6: Yes, I have. According to legend, it's supposed to be haunted, isn't it?
0: Oh, yes, the original owner was a Dutch prospector named Peter Zeider. He was found murdered by hostile Indians. And now his ghost is supposed to haunt the mine.
6: What about the curse?
0: Well, the mine is supposed to bring doom to everyone who owns it.
6: Well, I hope you don't believe that. Oh,
0: of course not. It's just a silly superstition. The only trouble is that... That... That's what? Well, so far, the curse is held true. First, there was Peter Zeider himself. <laughs> Then my father and his partner were killed in a mine explosion. That's how Frank Drexel and I happened to inherit the mine. Then, a few weeks ago, Frank disappeared.
6: Disappeared? How'd that happen?
0: He was bringing a shipment of gold dust to the bank here in town. Just what I'll be doing tomorrow. He left the mine early one morning, but he never arrived in Selkirk. Oh. Well,
6: that's a mighty interesting story, Miss owen However, with Constable Clark on guard, I don't think you need worry about any supernatural curses.
2: Meanwhile, Martin Lee had gone to a small cabin on the outskirts of town. As he entered the cabin, a burly, scar-faced man looked up from the newspaper which he had been reading. He was Bat Nelson, the escaped outlaw. Lee
5: spoke sharply. I thought you told me you got rid of Sergeant Preston. I sure I did. I fixed it so I burned to death in a forest fire down on Roaring Creek. And... Mike Funny did. I just saw him at the Gold Nugget Cafe. What's it? And what's more he's looking for, you and putting up handbills all over town with your picture on him. Holy smoke. In that case, i better clear how to sell Kirk of that. Eh? Hey, who's that? Keep out a cycle answer the door.
2: The man who had knocked was Zona Howard's mine foreman, John Slocum.
3: Oh, here's Slocum. Come yeah. on in. Hi, Slocum. Howdy, Bat. What's up? Plenty. Zona Howard is bringing a big shipment in from the mine tomorrow. Around twenty-five thousand dollars worth of gold dust. Twenty-five grand. Yeah, that's enough to pay off her debts
5: and put the mine in the clear. That's right. I figured you might like to know about it. You figured right. That. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'd like to stick around long enough to pull a little job before you hit the trail again. Yeah, I think maybe I would.
2: The following morning, the gold shipment left the mine. Constable Clark was traveling in the lead. Next came John Slocum, driving the freight sled on which the gold dust had been loaded. Zona Howard brought up the rear, driving her own basket sled and four-dog team. The group was traveling along a winding mountain trail, when suddenly a shot rang out from behind a group of boulders. Constable Clark fell across his sled, and a second later, the voice of Bat Nelson shouted out,
3: Up your team! Yeah, that's better. Now you can start unloading that gold you can. And make it snappy! I'll give you just what I gave the money.
2: We'll continue our adventure in just a moment. What a hit they're making. Yes, fellas and girls, the thrilling new cutout models to build Sergeant Preston's Yukon Trail are a wow. Actually, 59 unusual models at no extra cost. Offered without delay by delicious Quaker puffed rice and Quaker puffed wheat. The king-size cereals shot from guns. You can start immediately with these swell models to follow the exciting new series of adventures now on this program. You can follow Sergeant Preston and King down the Yukon Trail in hot pursuit of Bat Nelson, the most dangerous and cunning outlaw in the Yukon. For instance, you get an exciting model setup of the dead Dutchman mining camp in today's exciting story. The mysterious haunted mine itself, the company tent. The dog team and freight sled that were carrying the $25,000 worth of gold dust just stolen. These Yukon models are so unusual. There's even scenery and interiors. The interior of the dead Dutchman mine. The freight sled and dog team can be hitched and moved around. These Yukon Trail models are bigger, easier to put together. And they don't cost a single extra penny. These models come on eight special new packages of Quaker puffed wheat, And Quaker puffed rice, the famous cereal shot from guns. Actually exploded up to eight times normal size to make them bigger and better tasting. And full of tender crispness and delicious nut-like flavor. So as soon as you get delicious Quaker puffed rice and Quaker puffed wheat, Yes, today or tomorrow, you can start to build your Yukon Trail. Every package is clearly numbered on the front. There are eight different packages in all. And the Dead Dutchman Mining Camp models are on package number four. So hurry and get your number four package of swell-tasting, nourishing... Quaker Popped Wheat or Quaker Popped Rice immediately. Remember, there's nothing to send in. No money, box tops, or coupons. Your grocer now has these Yukon Trail cutout models that come only on Quaker Popped Wheat and Quaker Popped Rice. Be sure you have packages number one, two, three, and four to start building your Yukon Trail right now. Now to continue. Sergeant Preston was seated in the mounted police office at Selkirk when Zona Howard brought word of the holdup. King started up with a growl as the girl burst into the office excitedly. Sergeant
0: Preston, Sergeant, we were held up on the trail. Constable Clark was shot. Where is he? My foreman has him outside on the sled. Still alive? Yes, but he's badly wounded. Come
6: on, I'll look at his wound and get him to
2: a doctor. Tell me what happened on the way. A short time later, at the doctor's cabin, it was learned that the constable's condition was serious, but that he would probably survive. Before starting out after the hold-up man, Sergeant Preston spoke to Zona Howard. Are you going back
6: to the mine?
0: Uh, No, the mine shut down today.
6: Oh, are they gone?
0: No, the men got paid last night. They have the day off.
6: Where are you staying?
0: I have a house here in town. It's the fourth building west of the fur company office.
6: All right. I'll let you know what happens as soon as I get back.
0: Well, what are you going to do, Sergeant?
6: Going out and see if I can pick up the bandit's trail. Slocum. Yeah. I want you to come along and show me where the holdup occurred.
3: Sure thing, Sergeant.
6: It wasn't hard for King to pick up the scent when
2: Slocum pointed out the place behind the boulders where Bat Nelson had lain in wait. The great dog recognized the scent as belonging to the same man his master had trailed all the way
6: from Whitehorse. Sounds like he's got the scent all right. Yes, there's a clear set of sled tracks to follow, time being at least. All right, boy, let's get the team. Start out after him. What about you, Slogan? I guess I'll go back to the mine. I thought Miss Howard said the mine was shut down today. It is, but I got a few chores to attend to. Well, then I'll see you later.
3: Yeah, sure. I hope you track down the critter, Sergeant.
6: I hope so, too. All
3: right, King. Line him up, boy. Line the team. One, King! One! What I really hope, Preston, is that you'll break your neck.
2: Twenty minutes later, Slocum arrived back at the mine after driving his team at a furious pace all the way.
3: Ho, 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 ho.
2: He walked up to the door of the miner's shack near the shaft head. As he opened the door, he found himself staring straight into the muzzle of Bat Nelson's six shooter. What's the idea? With a grin, Nelson holstered his gun.
3: I knew you might have been one of the mine hands coming back from town. There's no danger of that, but there's plenty of danger that we'll have a mounty on our necks if we don't work fast. What do you mean? Sergeant Preston just put that dog of his on your trail. <laughs> Holy mackerel. I knew it was a blame fool trick, you bringing the gold back here to the mine. What else could I do? It's too risky hauling it into town right after a holdup, especially with my picture flashed all the way. Where'd you leave your sled? I've got it hidden up the a slope a ways in among the trees. Well, come on then. We gotta unload that gold and hide it inside the mine before Preston shows up.
2: It was half an hour later when Sergeant Preston arrived at the mine.
3: Okay.
6: Slocum emerged from the company tent to greet him.
3: Oh, what happened, Sergeant? Lose the crook's trail?
6: No, his trail zigzagged around a bit, but it finally led right here to the mine. To, to the mine? You mean right here to the dead Dutchman? That's what I mean. The place up the slope away where he hitched his team for a while. From there, his trail leads straight down here
3: to the shaft head. Well, that sure is funny. I wonder why he'd come here.
6: I'm wondering the same thing.
3: Hey, what's your dog nosing around inside the shaft for? Apparently, the hold-up man went in there. We'd better take a look. Ah, there's no one in there now, Sergeant. I can tell you that right off. Huh? Oh, how do you know? I made an inspection trip all through the mine right after I got back here. You know, checking up on the timber, seeing everything was okay if the bandit was hiding in there, I'd have seen him for sure.
6: Just the same, I'll take a look for myself, if you don't mind. Suit yourself, but you're wasting your time. Sullenly, the foreman procured a lantern, and a moment later, the two men
2: entered the mine shaft. King led the way. The great dog proceeded along the main tunnel until he came to number two side gallery. Then, after a few exploratory sniffs, he turned and entered the gallery. Sergeant Preston followed with Slocum a few feet behind him. As the sergeant held the lantern high and looked around, he saw that many of the supporting timbers were sagging badly and that the whole gallery
6: had a neglected, disused appearance. Aren't you working this gallery anymore?
3: No, it's all played out. The only work we're doing on this side of the main shaft is in number four gallery. That's the one just beyond me. Well, the hold-up man did come in here, he doesn't seem to be here now. Of course he ain't. I told you you were wasting your time. If you asked me, you might as well go back. Wait a minute.
2: King was sniffing and pawing at a huge slab of solid rock, which seemed to be embedded in one wall of the gallery. Looks like King's found something. Ah, right.
3: there's nothing there. That dog's gone plumb loco. What was that?
4: Smoking. It's a ghost again. The dead Dutchman. He taps like that every so often.
2: In spite of himself, the eerie sound sent a chill coursing down the sergeant's spine. But he quickly shook off his momentary awe.
6: Someone's making that noise, and I'm going to find out who it is.
2: Setting down the lantern, Sergeant Preston began to examine the slab of rock at which King had been pawing. He noticed that there was freshly crumbled earth around the edge of the rock. Looks like someone's moved this rock recently. (laughs) The sergeant tugged at the rock and gradually worked it outward, revealing a small pitch-black tunnel.
6: That's where the sounds are coming from, all right. Let's have a look inside. As Sergeant Preston turned to reach for the lantern, King rushed forward eagerly into the tunnel.
2: Slocum was in back of the sergeant. With King gone, the foreman saw his chance. He pulled the gun out of his coat pocket and brought the butt smashing down on Preston's head.
3: I guess that'll stop your stooping for a while, Mountie. Now I'll relieve you that gun.
2: King was busy exploring the secret tunnel and didn't know what had happened. After cutting the sergeant's revolver free from its lanyard, Slocum dragged the Mounty's body out of the way.
3: Now, get this Mounty out of the way, and I'll just bottle that mud up inside the tunnel.
2: Sergeant Preston was wearing a fur cap, and the blow had only stunned him momentarily. He came to just in time to see Slocum pushing against the rock slab. The sergeant's hand groped cautiously for his holster, only to find it empty. Realizing that he would have to take Slocum by surprise... Preston began raising himself softly into a crouching position. A moment later, Slocum heard the faint movements in back of him. He whirled around, saw what was happening, and reached for his gun. You asked for it, Preston? Oh, no, you don't. Preston sprang forward and grabbed Slocum's gun hand. With his other hand, Preston aimed a vicious punch at the foreman's jaw. Under the impact of the blow, the foreman went limp, and for a second the gun dropped out of his hand but he snapped back quickly and grabbed Preston's wrist before the Mountie could hit him again. No. The two men grappled desperately, surging back and forth across the floor of the gallery. In the struggle, the lantern was kicked over and smashed against a rock, plunging the gallery into darkness. Step by step, the sergeant forced Slocum backward against the wall, but the foreman braced himself and slowly wedged one knee up against the sergeant's chest. Suddenly, he let go a kick that sent Uh, Preston stumbling backward. Instantly, Slocum Uh, jerked out the gun which he had taken from the Mountie. He fired point-blank into the darkness. The bullet whistled past the Mountie's cheek. Preston flattened Uh. himself to the floor, and the second bullet passed harmlessly overhead. The Mountie lay frozen in the darkness, scarcely daring to breathe for fear of giving away his exact position.
3: still got four shots left, Preston. If those first two didn't hit you, I reckon one of the next ones will.
2: But Slocum had forgotten that he hadn't shut the rock slab all the way. As he pointed his gun for another shot, King finally succeeded in squeezing through the narrow aperture. Guided by Slocum's scent and by the sound of his voice, the great dog charged straight at the mine foreman. No! The bullet went wild as King knocked the foreman off his feet. Fire arm, help! Help me, Preston! The sergeant heard what was happening. Springing to his feet, he ran toward the sound of the struggle. Drop that gun, Slocum. I have dropped it. Quick, get this dog away. He won't hurt you. Easy, King. Down, no, oh. boy. The sergeant groped oh. in the dark till he recovered his gun. Then he reached under his coat and took out a pair of handcuffs. Hold your hands in front of you, Slocum, yeah. so I can handcuff you. Knowing that King was standing over him, ready to pounce at the first sign of trouble, Slocum made no effort to resist. When the handcuffs were on, Sergeant Preston jerked him roughly to his feet. All oh, right, stand
6: up and start back to the main shaft. You're under arrest in the name of the queen. It was
2: several hours later in Selkirk. Martin Lee had come to call on Zona Howard at her house and had been admitted by the wrinkled old Indian woman who served Zona as a maid.
5: I just heard about the robbery of your latest gold shipment.
0: Oh, you're very well informed.
5: He is all over town. From what they say, the hold up man got away with $25,000 worth of gold dust.
0: Are you asking me or telling me?
5: Look, sister, you can drop that hi-hat stuff from now on. As of today, you're in a mighty tough spot. Unless you make a deal with me, the bank will foreclose on you. You won't even have a cent of your name to pay your fare back to the States. That's
6: nothing to the but... tough spot you're in right now, Lee. Question?
5: Oh,
0: Sergeant, did you track down the hold-up man?
6: No, unfortunately, he's still at large. But I did find your gold.
0: Oh, that's wonderful news. Where did you find it?
6: At the Debt Dutchman Mine.
0: At the mine? But I don't understand.
6: Your foreman, John Slocum, was in cahoots for the hold-up man. He had the gold hidden away in a secret chamber between number two and number four galleries. The chamber's reached by a small tunnel leading off of number two gallery.
0: Wait a minute. That must be where that ghostly tapping was coming from.
6: That's right. As a matter of fact, I even brought the ghost along with me.
0: You what?
6: I said I brought the ghost along with me. But before you see him, I warn you, you'd better prepare for a shot. Wh- what do you mean? You'll see soon enough. Come on in, Frank. The man who entered was dirty and emaciated
2: and his clothing hung in rags about his gaunt frame. His face was covered with a heavy growth of beard. For a moment, Sona failed to recognize him, and then she realized that this was her fiancé, Frank Drexel.
0: Frank! Oh, Frank, thank heavens you're alive.
4: Half alive, anyway. I'm not sure I would have lasted much longer if Sergeant Preston and King hadn't rescued me. But...
0: Oh, in heaven's name, did you happen to get shut up in such a place?
4: After I started out with the gold ship and I was held up on the trail, the bandit knocked me out. When I came to, I was lying in some cabin all tied up and gag. That night, they took me out to the mine and dragged me into that chamber.
0: You mean they've had you tied up in there all this time? That's right.
4: I kept trying to signal some of the mine hands by pounding on the wall with my feet, but I guess everybody thought it was a dead Dutchman's ghost happening.
0: You said they took you out to the mine and dragged you into the chamber. You know who they were?
4: I'll say I do. One was John Slocum. The other wore a mask, but Slocum has told us who it was. It was Martin Lee. <sighs> That's a lie, Drexel. I don't know what you're talking about. If Slocum told you that, he must be crazy. Never mind bluffing Lee. We've got you dead to rights. If I weren't so rickety right now, I'd take you apart with my bare hands. In fact, I'm aiming to do just that as soon as I've eaten and rested up a bit. What, you lousy
2: scarecrow! Thanks, Lee! With a swift movement, Sergeant Preston stepped between the two men and knocked Lee
6: unconscious with a single right to the jaw.
0: Oh, good for you, Sergeant. But why did you say, thanks, Lee?
6: I was just waiting for a good excuse to do that. He gave it to me. You're right, King. We'd better hit the trail.
0: Well, what do you mean?
6: We still have to track down Bat Nelson, the man who pulled this hold up and a lot of other crimes. However, as far as the dead Dutchman's concerned, the case is closed.
2: In just a moment, Sergeant Preston will give you a preview of Wednesday's adventure. Fellas and girls, get a move on. Shake a leg. Hurry to your grocer. Ask for special new Yukon Trail packages of swell-tasting, nourishing, Quaker puffed wheat, And Quaker puffed rice. There are eight different new packages. And models of the haunted dead Dutchman gold mine. With sluice box, miner's shack, mine interior, company tent, basket sled, and dog team. All on package number four. Also a red fox and wolverine. You'll want all eight packages so you can build the entire Yukon Trail. And follow Sergeant Preston and King as they pursue Bat Nelson. Every package is clearly numbered on the front. Just to mention a few, on package number one, you get White Horse Jail that Bat Nelson escaped from. On number two, General Store and Interior. And on number three, the Lumber Camp where Bat Nelson hid out. Don't miss any of these exciting Yukon Trail models. There's no waiting, no extra cost. They're at your grocer's now. These 59 larger, easier-to-build models come only on the packages of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice the original crisp, fresh, shot-from-gun cereal that is never sold in bags or bulk. Get yours right away. Listen Wednesday when Sergeant Preston and Yukon King meet the challenge of the Yukon in the case of the Black Cat.
6: When an old trapper named Gabby Garland was shot and robbed, it looked as though the crooks who did the job might never be found. But Gabby's pet cat gave me an important clue to the identity of the criminals. I set out to investigate and wound up facing sudden death from a hidden six-gun. Be sure to hear this
2: exciting adventure
6: Wednesday. These radio dramas,
2: a feature of the Challenge of the Yukon Incorporated, are created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Fred Flowerday, and edited by Franz Stryker. The part of Sergeant Preston is played by Paul Sutton. They are brought to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at this same time... By Quaker Popped Wheat and Quaker Popped Rice. The breakfast cereal shot from guns. Your best bet for hot breakfast is Quaker Oats. The giant of the cereals is Quaker Oats. Delicious, nutritious, makes you feel ambitious. The giant of the cereals is Quaker Oats. Yes, if you want to be a star in sports and school activities, make your hot cereal Quaker Oats, because Quaker Oats helps grow the stars of the future. You get more growth, more endurance from oatmeal than from any other whole grain cereal. Remember, Quaker and mother's oats are the same. This is Jay Michael wishing you goodbye, good luck, and good health from Quaker Pop Wheat and Quaker Pop Rice. So long. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.
1: This has been a presentation of OTRWesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Join in the conversation by going to otrwesterns.com slash Discord. And don't forget to send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. This episode's copyright under the attribution, non-commercial, share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright. Have a great day. And again, thanks for listening.